What's up, hot people? I'm Tono. I'm Hunter. And I'm Meg. And this is... Bangers! The queer pop culture music podcast where we bring you the newest slaps and bops every single week. Today, we dive even deeper into Jeanette McCurdy's newly released book, I'm Glad My Mom Died. We also get into the hottest picks from this week's releases on our new Banger Friday playlist. Link in the description. Let's get into it. I've obviously now realized we have our special guest for the day. We have Meg. Everyone say hello. Hi. Hello. Oh, Meg was going to be a guest on our uh, the finale for Stranger Thursdays, but now they're here and they get to participate in the tarot reading. Uh, oh my goodness, I'm nervy. I'm excited. This is my favorite part. I'm nervy. Um, hi, it's I'm, nice to I'm meet you all. My phone. We have elite tarot readings. My partner is Hunter. Oh yeah, this is how. How do you guys know each other? Uh, um, Tono's a bestie. Yeah, I talk about you all the time. They know you here. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Nice to meet you all. I think so. They yeah, should. you're a reoccurring character in the narrative. <laughs> Thank you. The, the Bangers Podcast Cinematic Universe. Oh, yes. you're ready? Shit. Okay, I, okay. I'm ready. Oh I'm gosh. ready. Okay. We have the Eight of Cups today. Okay. I I have I remember drawing this card and it's it's this it's it, I, I you see like a man looking out on into the distance at this waterfall and the moon is there and there's eight cups, but he's looking away from the cups. Pause. I feel like we did this very recently. There's we so did. Many cups. I, this, this, oh, I, I am reminded of this card. Mirale. Yeah. Because, like, okay, 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 okay. It wasn't that recently. Keywords associated. Okay, not that recently. I just remember the words and, like, the way it sounds and the name just sounds familiar. Um, keywords associated with this card include disappointment, abandonment, <laughs> withdrawal, escapism, trying one more time, indecision. Aimless drifting or walking away. Fuck. Yeah, exactly. Uh, In the Eight of Cups, a man walks away from the Eight. From Eight Cups standing in the foreground. The cups are arranged in such a way that it looks like one is missing. Oh, we for sure have read this before on the pod. I I wish I wish I would keep track of the the cards that we draw for these. That, we, that way we, we could draw on like whatever energy encompassed that episode. Again, in my little book here, it says, "Don't turn your back on success. You may be leaving a long-standing relationship." Um, the Eight of Cups raises the question, should I stay or should I go now? Ooh, which I think is, I don't know about y'all, feels like a good segue into the real topic of today's discussion. Well, I'm glad my mom died. I yeah. mean, maybe a little bit. Sometimes it, sometimes it do, sometimes it do be, uh, I just feel like topic in, this, of the podcast. in this instance, I feel like Jeanette McCurdy would be the eight of cups. She's trying to make this really like powerful decision on like what to do with this fame. And like, she's never got a break. Never, never literally has never had a break in her life. What were y'all's thoughts about the new book? Uh, I'm glad my mom died. Um, first of all, thank you, Jeanette McCurdy, for having the courage to come out and share your full story. That was like unedited a with all of us. A lot. I can only imagine sharing all that. And then, like, going out through the therapy and, like, the stuff that's needed to be able to share that on paper. Mm -hmm. Rough. Um, But especially in particular to mom trauma, that's a really big thing. And, you know, my life has never been as close (laughs) to hers. Um, Thank God. But, you know, it did even shed some light on... now past situations 
yeah. we're, we're we're not alone. <laughs> I feel like the book does a really good job of like really painting the picture of what a, a, an abusive situation like this could look like. Uh, and, like, the signs you could look out for or just, like, if you have experienced this at some point in your life, like, just reading this may recontextualize that for you. Not me. I'm yeah. good. I'm good. My mom listens to this podcast. We're good, Mom. <laughs> My mom listens to this podcast. We're good, Mom. I mean, if you're listening, it's fine. This is not about you. Hey, Amy. Um, <laughs> but, like, I definitely under- I, I get what you're saying, and I relate. And I remember telling you to listen to it and being, like, Oh wait, wait, did you? Did I, told, I start it? Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. I start okay, okay, I started it first, but I just you finished it before I did cuz mm-hmm. you're quicker than I am. Um and I just remember being like, okay, it's definitely a lot and like be prepared for the mom drama, the mom trauma and the eating disorder trauma, but it is so good and the way she shared her story is amazing. And I didn't think that it was too like she didn't say anything that was like too like graphic if that makes sense other than yeah. like when she was talking about like throwing up and stuff like that i feel like that's probably as graphic she as she definitely got. describes that in graphic detail but i'm glad that like i honestly thought that there was like going into reading the story specifically like last week we talked a little bit about about it when we were like excited to read it we're like okay we're we're excited to just like see what's what happened and what like the story is behind one behind Jeanette but also behind everything at Nickelodeon because I know that was a that was a really big part of the things that we were curious about and I was I I thought I mean if it happened I, I would understand why it wouldn't be put in the book because threats and stuff like that but I definitely thought there was going to be some like full sexual abuse abuse stuff coming out about like things that happen at Nickelodeon but we haven't heard Ariana or Miranda stories yet yeah and I think that's kind of what's bringing everyone towards this book is everyone knows some tea about Dan Schneider and about the shows um and so even when I was coming into I listened to the book on audio which is a lot easier because you can dissociate Um, we love audible here please sponsor us right um (laughs) I came in thinking you know we were gonna get like really great details on this industry trauma yeah and then oh my god it's been happening since the beginning of her, her life lifetime. yeah exactly like i didn't realize how deep behind the scenes like it's clearly about her mom but like wow so uh if you or someone you know has ever worked for nickelodeon or has been a child star in any way check in on them yeah let them uh, just let them know that they can say anything to you unless they have an nda but you know hopefully they they rejected the x amount of money probably another part of it though like even if she didn't sign even if she didn't sign like those ndas of her being her offering them thirty thousand dollars i would understand why she wouldn't want three hundred thousand three hundred oh sorry sorry it was okay that's what i meant (laughs) to say three hundred thousand dollars which is like so much fucking money as a child, like well, at, at this point, at this point, when she was offered that much money, she was, uh, I think it was after her mom died, so she was at least like twenty four. Oh, I think. okay. 23, 24. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought yeah. she was like eighteen or nineteen or something like that. No, this is in okay. her adult life. I'm- yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm like fresh off of reading this. I've been reading it like for like over the weekend, uh, and it's like. 
first of all, like listening to Jeanette read, I feel like it. There, she has this monotone way of speaking, uh, j- just like very like not expending a lot of energy to to speak, but that makes it a lot easier to listen to. And when she is able to inflect in different ways, it's like it it punches a bit more, and it also makes some of the like darker parts a bit easier to get through <laughs> as well. And the funnier parts, oh, like yeah. Even and when funny. she like cracks her little jokes, exactly. And when she like does other people's like voices, like her, the impressions, like her talking about like her mom being nice, she would do it so sweet. And her, her doing Miranda, yeah. Like, oh my gosh! Oh, her Miranda book, She does was... an amazing um, Miranda, like spot <laughs> so on. Good. Like I thought she was on the audiobook. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Jeanette's voice is absolutely wonderful. She did an absolutely amazing reading of this. I could not imagine having to fully Listen speak to out my else. entire oh oh yeah trauma audiobook. You know that would be rough. Hats off. Literally, I don't know. I would not have been able to do that, but the book was amazing, and I really enjoyed it. And uh, did you cry? I, I'm glad that I didn't like cry at all. But I think it's because I was listening to it. If I was reading it, I think I would have. There were a couple of points in the book where I, I didn't like cry, but like my mouth was agape. Like I oh, was yeah. fully I was in shock shocked. of what I was hearing, and I yeah. was like, "Holy, holy shit!" Uh, it, yeah, it it just delves into a lot, like especially like the parts when she would talk about how her mom would uh, screen her for cancer in the shower, uh, it with her oh, brothers yeah. uh, sometimes, and at just, oh up until they were sixteen, the, yeah, like the boys, yeah, and I think they were like older than her. Yeah, it's yeah. that weird homeschool mentality, overbearing helicopter mom. Oh, they were homeschooled. They were homeschooled. Yeah. Okay, that makes another. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, especially with her being in production and the mental illness that has to have like gone with uh that has to have like that has to have gone with getting cancer and like get, having it for so long i can only like imagine if her if like if her mom was diagnosed with mental like with mental illnesses i think that like it would have been something good for her or went to therapy also had her mom not died mm-hmm. Jeanette probably went, like, could have, like, went into, like, a, a, conservative, a conservatorship. Her mom probably would have, like, took all her fucking money. Like, like yeah. the fact that her cancer, like, saved Jeanette so fucking mm. much is so sad. And it's just, like, that is something that, like, sticks with me. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and even when you think about the health parameters, quote-unquote health, that her mom placed upon her, honestly, she would have just withered away and probably, like, been killed, like, Munchausen by her mom. Oh, by, like, not been e- not eating enough, yeah. Yeah, things yeah like that. truthfully yeah. for the best that her mom died. Uh, I, I do not blame her for making this book that title because it is it, like like the book title. The whole the entirety of the book is completely honest. Like I th- this is like a, a no. She does not hold her punches with this book. Like I feel this is like the most like genuine read from a person. I've and I've read a fair few uh, like little autobiographies, and I think I just really appreciate that about the book because especially when she's talking about her co stars they just feel like like if you were talking to a friend and like asked you like 
honest opinions of like what they felt about like this person that they work with. That's what I feel like I'm listening to. Like when she talks to uh, when she talks about Miranda, it's like, oh yeah, she's like my work bestie. Like you know, she's really cool. And the, versus when she's talking about Ariana, where she's like, the way that I'm being treated, and the way that she's being treated, are not the same. And I kind of hate her for that, even though I know it's stupid to hate her for it. Yeah. But at the same time, like being her age, I could understand why she would have had so much hatred. Like, I'm surprised they didn't have a public beef during that time. It's probably For because Nickelodeon would not like allow them to. It's because she's respectful. It, she's that, respectful, that and yeah, she doesn't. She obviously she is not Sam Pocket. She's not gonna. She's not gonna throw her butter sock around. You know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Even though I do, uh, I do stand the butter sock. But you know, like, like with, 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 like with Drag Race, we need to separate the contestant from the real person. I mean, kinda. I don't know. I feel like I don't. Well, that's how I. That's how I talk about them in in ways. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 In terms, of, like, if I'm talking about a queen on the show, it's different how I'm talking about them in real life. How I talk about Sam Puckett is separate. How I talk about to Jenna McCurdy. Yeah, I get exactly what you mean. I hear what you're saying. But check out the book. I'm glad my mom died. This is not an ad. Um, we listened to it on, on Audible. It was really quick. If you guys like are readers, I would recommend getting the book just because one, support her. And two, it'll I feel like it would make it last a little longer. You know, I mean, I listened to it on 1.1 speed and it was glorious. I, I tried to listen to it a little bit slower than one, but it was just a little too slow. And I couldn't like between I couldn't put it between like point like like one and then whatever was right below one. But either way, very good. Uh, check it out. We're going to go on a quick break and then come back for some bangers. Yeah, we got plenty of hits for y'all this week and an extra mind to let to let y'all know what we think of the hits. We'll be back. I was like an extra mind, who, but it's literally the only <laughs> mind, honestly. True, yeah. Welcome back. I was going to call them nerds. I don't know why. I'm, I'm still, still <laughs> set on episode seven of Stranger Thursdays because it we recorded it so many times. Welcome back, bangaroos. 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 <laughs> That's embarrassing. Uh, two... New Banger Friday. Oh my god, Zoom for wait, hold on. Zoom just came up with a little notification. Are you playing music? <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> Kinda, yeah, actually. <laughs> We're playing you bangers, and we are starting off with a hit uh, from Nicki Minaj, Super Freaky Girl. I think it should be. I can lick it, I can ride it while I slip it and slide it. it. (laughs) This is the best thing that Nicki has put out since... What's the... What did I say earlier? What what is it called? Oh, um... uh, Not uh, A whole lot of money. The whole, a whole lot, lot of money, of money with remix. Bia. With Bia? Yeah. So good. Barbia. I do have to say that this song wants to be Anaconda so bad. Like, I know, like, sampling and interpolation is really in right now, but Nikki really did. She kind of invented that. She kind of brought that back with Anaconda, and she's doing it again here with Super Freaky She's trying Girl. to bring back her an- Anaconda era with this song. In that Which I'm into. That she is sampling an older disco-ish 
song, Super Freak, by Rick James. She's a super freak. And I like what she did this. I mean, I think this is, like, a way better, like, this is a way better version of, like, the sampling of, like, this era of song. Way better than Young Gravy did with Betty, Booty, Booty. We heard that on the radio uh, today. uh, Wait a minute. Hold on. Are you coming, are you coming for, are you coming for Get Money right now? Are you coming for the Rick Astley are you coming for that right now? I, I am kind of coming for, coming for you up No, sample? I'm just saying this. Like that was good, but this is like this is like that genre, but better. And at the same time, I agree sure. very much bringing back the Anaconda era, Nikki. Which please do that. Please do that. She's a mother. She doesn't have time for this, but clearly she does. Has time to put out Super Freak. She's also bringing back the itty bitty piggy area uh, era a little bit because in the second verse there's a callback to it which I was floored by. I was like, wait, is she reusing somebody else's flow? She's reusing her flow. She's referencing herself. Um, hold on, let me. I don't know where in the song it happens. So let me double check. I really love the chorus. Just her saying her spelling out freak, F R. E-A-K. A-K. So good. Been stuck in my head all week. Del- delicious. Oh, so she says, because what the fuck, this ain't Chanel blank custom down? Like, what the fuck? It, but, but the I ain't smoking hot, bust me down is not the next line. She switches it up. But that's from anybody Piggy. Iconic. I, well, I mean, it's her own line, so she Oh, wait, can't. no, 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 no. It's not from anybody Bitty Piggy. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. It's from bo- the Boss Ass Bitch remix. I was going to say... And she is. The song is immaculate. And honestly, like, I think this is probably the best that she could have done with the sample for this. Very, very good. Uh, we also include. Oh. Did you want to did you want to come for your rant about the song before we move on? Yeah, okay. not, not about the song, but just about the era. in okay. itself. Hi, everyone. So we're here. This is Meg, by the way. Um, we're here in 2022. And I want to talk about the absolute disco funk revival that we're going through right now i think it's really fun i want to say it started with like doja say so say so yeah every time we've been like every time there's been like that like 70s or just like disco era song i started referring to it as like it has the same vibe the same disco vibe as doja cat did when she did say so but then everyone started doing it so now it's just like that has that retro theme to it and now here we are i mean look we have renaissance we have uh about damn time like all of these funky poppy songs that are calling back to a different era um are really fun however (laughs) attention i'm tired of it (laughs) i'm tired of it i just want some unique music um it's getting too repetitive for me at this moment it has become it has become a little oversaturated but i always i always do want to take like any like disco criticism like lightly because the original downfall of disco came from a place of like homophobia and racism because the places that disco is most prevalent was in gay bars gay bars that were full of like black queers and other queers of color uh, and that's a little factual. I always love to remind people about. I'm like, do you know why disco sucks? But at the same time, exists? like, absolutely. It's, it's very um, much giving like the boom clap but it hay is of 2010. Like at first, it was e- it was hay. everything. Yeah. It was it was very yeah, much correct. everything. So I I'm saying that when we look 
back at the decades of music, we're going to see a huge section of that given to disco revival music. Um, it's really fun. It's really funky. I <laughs> love the playback to that era in time where Black artists were, you know, kind of thriving in the club scene. Um, and not that they're not now, because oh, they yeah, definitely absolutely. Are. Clearly, with all this happening. But, I mean, here we are, like, idolizing the late 70s, 80s. Um and this happens all the time. Music is always, fun fact, music is always <laughs> 40 years ahead of its time, if that makes sense. So in another 40 years here, what year will it be? 2060? 2062? Yeah. Now we're in, in 2062, we're going to hear 2022 songs again. <gasps> yeah. And everyone's going to be like, oh, it's 20s music. And then we're going to be like, no, it's 80s music. Exactly. When you when you asked to be on the podcast the other day, when you brought this up, you also said you like wish it was just like a like a revival of like two thousands era like rap or yeah. like two K pop or something like that. Like that would be cool. Yeah, but I we're want, too like, close. Bubblegum. I think 20, bubblegum 20. pop is going to be next. I think like Y two K girls groups are going to be next. Um, mm, I think we're okay. way over K pop revolution. Yeah, we're okay. way overdue for like a like bad bitches of pop like collab am i right i agree i agree i'm talking lady marmalade i'm talking i don't know i hear what you're saying i hear what you you're mean, saying yeah, yeah something of that, that caliber, caliber. Yeah. anyways so that's next so i love the new music that's coming out it sounds great <laughs> at the bars but like oh, yeah, it's this, getting a little predictable it's gonna be a good and i swear space. like if somebody like whatever the next drop is i swear to you it's probably gonna be disco revival it's gonna have something sampled in it. Hopefully, hopefully they go for more of like. I, I hope they go for like a synth eighties moment next. Yeah, That's what I'm hoping it's just interesting to me that all the of these trend. artists didn't like talk to each other <laughs> and be like, "What's the vibe you're going for? What's the vibe yeah. you're going for?" <laughs> That's okay. That's exactly what I think happened between uh, Megan The Stallion and Beyonce because with this next song we have on the playlist, her is just like like dance house pop. Oh, like good transition. Blown well, and like the two songs that we have prior, like very much like still in the rain, still in that moment. Budget featuring Lotto and before that Aquaman in quotes. I got it by Esteban. They got iconic. Um, both very like like definitely not too retro, but still like everything has this like this added funk. That's what we want to listen. Like yes, it, it can't yeah. be oversaturated, but I am enjoying all the songs on this playlist, and that's why they're here. Yeah, don't get me wrong, I love funk and I love a funky <laughs> fucking beat. So <laughs> I'm just shocked that everybody's doing. Like I'm just I don't know, um, but her. Our next pick is mwah, Chef's Kiss. This is Megan doing something different. Her, 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 her. She, 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 her. Awareness. Possibly three minutes. <laughs> three minutes of she, her awareness, or she, Megan is misgendering you for three minutes. Either way, I love <laughs> Megan. To hear is, it. Megan the Stallion misgendering you <laughs> for three minutes. <laughs> Episode title: Megan the Stallion misgendering you for three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of hilarious. I think they should do that. Uh, I think it's really fun. I think it's really poppy for her. 
Yeah, I think her voice is like perfect for this because the way the way her her flow is, I feel like it skates right over a beat like this, and it's nice. I like it. Well, and I feel like a lot of um, this this album specifically does have like this is her getting in her like dance almost poppy era. Tromazine, the name of the album, also has. I mean, like, Sweetest Pie, I feel like, is the only other, like, close to poppier song. But, like, are you saying boo to Sweetest Pie? You yeah, Sweetest like Pie it. is the dumbest song ever. I understand why you don't <laughs> like it, but it kind of smacks. And I just, like, want more pop from Megan. But I... I we might, because this is her last album with her uh, with her current record label, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah, that's a little bit why it felt kind of rushed. Like, I felt like this the album drop came out of nowhere. Like, I didn't know this was coming at all. This song just makes me feel like Megan should have had a feature on Renaissance. Renaissance, yep. This song is going to be a lip sync song. Oh, yes, this would be such a good lip sync song. I'm already hearing the song all over TikTok. I'm like, I knew it. This chorus really? screams, put it on TikTok, yeah. Yeah, it's a good, like, walk song. She, she, I, sh- she, I should definitely make she, something to she, this. She. <laughs> um, but I enjoyed this album. It's definitely something that is, like, a good, like, getting ready vibe. Just something that's going to keep you hyped. I, I know that, like, Tono hasn't been the ma- biggest Megan stan, but, like, wh- what do you, what are your, what do you, like, did you hate it? Did you, did you listen to the thing, to it in full? I listened to the album in full. I thoroughly did not like it. But <laughs> there were some songs, because I always like to give Megan a chance, you know, because when she hits, she fucking hits. Like, I loved her. Uh, I loved uh, the song with Lotto that we also have on here, right? Is with Lotto, uh, Budget. Uh, Sweetest Pie, it's, it is kind of the stupidest song ever, but I kind of <laughs> like it for that reason. But, like, I don't know. The rest of, the, a lot of the rest of the album, it's and it's not even, has anything, it doesn't even really have anything to do with Megan, really. I feel like the... The, I feel like the way that she was handled in her contract with her label kind of forced her into a small box, like in terms of like production wise with the way that some of her albums sound, which is why I think I don't necessarily like them all the time. But with her and with the other song that we have on the playlist, Anxiety, I feel like the both the production and Megan's writing and flow all match perfectly together. Well, like a especially bit this different song. too. Like both her and Anxiety are like not something that she does all the time. Um and I really like that. Like her is the really poppy dance vibe and anxiety is a little bit like it's not slow but it's like a little bit more like she gets to be a little bit more vulnerable in this song and it's not like megan is a stranger to being honest yeah and she's not a stranger to being honest like she talks about like her emotions all the time but i feel like this one like it it just hits a little bit more different for the the way yeah, it's, it's for the sad girls, and I feel like the way that her flow sounds on this track, it's almost like it's trying to hide the real feelings behind the lyrics. Because, like, she the, her, her pen on the paper, that, if you read that, you could see it as it is. But the way her flow is being delivered, it's like you're kind of jamming along with it, and then also, like, noticing the lyrics. You're like, oh, shit. And another thing about, like, a lot of her music, and I think, like, why um, specifically, like, we don't consume, like, we consume, like, the hits, but we don't consume all of it, is I do feel like a lot of it is very, like, straight, like, four straight guys. 
sometimes I feel like so I feel that way sometimes or just like mm-hmm. four straight people four straight people in general and which is okay but specifically her feels like it's for the gays um <laughs> and anxiety this is like a song that we can relate to and like you say she is getting a little bit more vulnerable and it's like a little bit more stripped not stripped back, but just kind of like a little like chiller, chiller, chiller of a beat, a little slower, a little more. I mean, I can, I can relate up until she says I can't even smoke weed. I was I, just about damn. to bring that up. Do we know the story? She probably just gives her anxiety. It probably gives her anxiety. Oh, that's the <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but um, definitely listen to Traumazine. Consume the rest of the Megan, the Stallion discography. Those are our picks from this uh, this album. Next on the playlist, we have "Picture on My Mind" by Pink Panthers. Her. And Sam Gallery 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 Spanish Gallery Sam Gallery Gallery Okay. Please welcome the new Banger Friday, the segment where we try to pronounce people's last names. Picture in my mind, but Pink Panthers and our boy Sam G. Sorry, Sam. I Sam tried to G. say your name literally a million Sam times. Uh, Feel free to keep Sammy G. all of that in or none of it. Uh. <laughs> I'm keeping all of that in. All of it. Yeah. This is like the most like. Like, it's not that Pink Panther songs aren't all banging in their own rights, but this is the most, like, banging, like, Pink Panther song that I've heard. I don't, it's, I'm really this enjoying this so one. This song is so cute, and it's happy vibes. A classic, this is a classic Pink Panther song, like, bouncy, she's got her, like, light little voice. Pink Panther is somebody that I can count on for the same vibe in her music, yeah, no matter what. So. Which is very and nice. And have a hit every time, Yeah. I feel like this is giving, like, Sailor Moon background, like, Sailor Moon would dance to this. I've never seen Sailor Moon, but I, I know the iconography. Hunter, do you know? Have you ever seen I've never, Sailor I Moon? don't. We, we talked a tiny, a tiny bit about this you before. So you said that a little bit. And I've never, <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know that. Um, and you oh, also said look it up. Look up what? Wait, we'll look up okay, what? Just, just look up Sailor Moon backgrounds. Sailor Moon backgrounds, just Sailor Moon yeah. backgrounds, like Sailor Moon cityscape. That's yeah. what the song feels like. Yeah, very like. Yeah, that's what the song feels like to me. Pastel celestial. Pastel celestial, just like downtown. It's giving very also like industrial. Your song, Ghost City, but it's animated and uh, it's glitching. <laughs> uh, it's giving anime, but that specifically. Well, it's not even like it's not like it's also giving the like Candyland set of like. Katy Perry's California Girls. Okay, okay. I'm yeah, feeling okay. That. I'm feeling that. But if you like hyper pop, picture my mind by Pink Panthers is one for you. Um, keep to see if like this is part of something that's gonna be like a new, a new little uh, like from anything or. I was just looking to see if like she's come out with anything recently that leads me to believe that there's going to be an album soon. Um, but the her most recent like hit, her most recent um, songs, w- including like the most recent one that we 
we put on the playlist. I'm pretty sure Pink Panther is featuring Willow. It would be weird mm. if we did not put that song on the playlist. It was this oh, we did. We did for we sure. We did. We did. Yeah. 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 Uh, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, Um, but... We have one more song on the playlist for y'all. We have Threat by Rex Orange County. Threat. We I, we stay on Rex on this podcast. You know, you know we saw him? We, we saw him at Outside Lands? Live and in person? No. No, a uh, family friend did the lighting design for Rex. So we got to go see Rex. I love that. You got to go lot, see Rex. Rex. We were so literally VIP. It was everything. Um, but he's and so precious, little Alex. That's his name, Alex of Orange County. Um, Alex of Orange County. That's that's why his name is Rex Orange Co- County. Wait, uh, I don't think that's he's not from Orange County. I'm pretty sure like his last his last name is O'Connor and oh, the nickname his name, nickname was OC and that okay. and so that's why he made it Orange County cuz he's definitely why like Australian Rex? or something. Look at you. Um I you told me that. That's how I remember. Oh. You like looked it up on Wikipedia after <laughs> we saw him. Once um, again, but I'm the mind. Um at the show there was there was like um big beach balls that had the little thing from his like the little thumb from his most his most recent album on it um amazing or whatever mm-hmm. um and they like threw them around in the crowd but um the guy that got us tickets gave us like deflated ones so we got to take them home and Merch. now we have um rex orange county beach balls and i don't even think like Free merch. But yeah, but the song's super sweet. Yeah, it's super cute. The lyrics are not so cute. They're sad. Meaning they're very sad. I believe this man's just went through like a long-term breakup. Don't quote me on that, but I feel like I saw it somewhere. Allegedly. Allegedly. Rex's, allegedly. Rex's like discography in the past has been very like love-centered and very like I'm in love. Specifically the most recent album. Very Correct. happy vibes. So this being like kind of like poppy, kind of like driving down the PCH into the sunset is really fun. I like it. It's giving like Sean Mendez, but it's good. Exactly. Yeah. And I exactly. like like this like less indie, also more poppy era for Rex. So I'm hoping to see this more in the future. Um, this probably is my favorite song of all of them this week. Uh, we It is not a certified pick, but we also included Kitchen Song by Tessa Violet. And those are the bangers for you this week. Mm-hmm. I think Anxiety was my top pick. Meg, did you have a top pick this week? Um, I think what was your banger of the week? Picture in my mind, probably it's my new Bob. Um, secondary, I'm gonna say her. It's a classic. We're gonna be her, we're her, we're gonna be vibing to that one. Her, her. I hope I hope we hear that in the club. She 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 she. Um, submit the new banger Friday day playlist to your local clubs or to anybody else around you. You can find it linked in the description below or go to bangers bangerspodcast.com to uh, check it out. You can also buy some merch and check out all of our other shit at that link. You can follow me online at Hunter Drips on some things and at Baines.co on others. Tona, where can they find you? 
they can follow me at Tono the Rapper on literally everything. It's really easy to spell, I promise. And then you can listen to me, um, Tono, T-O-N-A-O, the Tibble Sun and Santa Claus, which is Tono on all major streaming platforms. If you want to hear music, I actually, oh my God, I have a new song. I have a new remix EP coming out this Friday, two days from now. When this oh, that's this released. Friday? That's this Friday, yeah, the 1-800 extended extension remix. Tune in next Wednesday to see the songs that we picked, or every Friday we update that playlist. Uh, thank you, NBF, for having me on as a guest today. It's been a pleasure. Um, I've been dying to be here. Uh, you can DM the Bangers account if you want my socials. Okay. Wink. <laughs> oh my god, okay. <laughs> um, stay hot, y'all. Stay banging. Just another day Just another day Just another day Doesn't have to be It doesn't have to be Doesn't 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 have to be All graphic design by Hunter Drips of appbanes.co All audio editing and mastering done by Antonio Tono Lucero Intro music by Savan or at Von Got That She with two eyes on Instagram.